Okay, well, today is week 14 of Ephesians, and uh, we're going to be looking at Ephesians 6, chap, uh, chapter 6, verse 10 to 23. So you can turn there now or pull it up on your phone. Ephesians 6, 10 to 23. And uh, next week, we're starting in Philippians, and Paul finishes off his letter to the Ephesians with a challenge uh, to prepare for spiritual battle, to put on armor to prepare for spiritual battle. Now, there's a difference between uh, physical equipment and spiritual equipment, okay? We understand what physical equipment is. There's like football equipment. Uh, you put on certain gear for swimming or for playing ice hockey. Now, you don't want to put on the wrong equipment for the wrong sport. Imagine getting going in a swimming race wearing football equipment. That would be very lame and silly. You wouldn't do very well. Or going ice skating wearing a bathing suit. That would not be a smart idea. Or um, trying to play football with ice skates on would not be smart. You have to put the right equipment on for the right situation. Bad things happen when you don't wear the right equipment. I remember when the kids were younger, we went out to the baseball diamond to practice baseball. And I think Caden was pitching and Makai was uh, hitting and I was playing back catcher and I didn't have a face mask. I thought, yeah, who cares? They're just little kids. I'll be fine. I'm tough. It was going great until Makai fouled the ball and it just lifted a little bit and went straight into my eye socket. And it hurt so bad. It was a perfect shot. I didn't know if I was going to lose my eye. I don't know what, but it was painful because I wasn't wearing the right equipment. Bad things happen when you don't wear the right equipment. And apparently, uh, Denise Dykstra has a good story about this. You can ask her. I'm sure you all have, all, all have good stories about this. Wearing the right equipment is very, very, very important. So this kind of sets the stage for our scripture today. So why don't you stand, and we're going to read Ephesians 6, verse 10 to 23. And this is the last bit of Ephesians. It says this, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God, so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything, to stand. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And pray in the spirit on all occasions with uh, kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for the saints. Pray also for me, that whenever I open my mouth, words may be given to me, so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare fearlessly as I should. Tychicus, dear brother and faithful servant to the Lord, will tell you everything so that you may also know that I am how I am and what I am doing. I'm sending him to you for this very purpose that you may know who, uh, sorry, that you may know how we are and that he may encourage you. Peace to the brothers and love with faith from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace to you all 
and to all who love the Lord Jesus Christ with an undying love. All right, you may be seated. That was a long one. Wow, Kevin doesn't even know how to read. How is he going to teach? <laughs> so let's talk about spiritual equipment now. We talked about physical equipment. Let's talk about spiritual equipment. You are in a war. It's not a war with guns and bombs, but it's a spiritual war. Thankfully, we read in Scripture that this is a battle, this is a war that Christ has already won, the victory is secure, but we fight in the battle. So our big idea today is that you need to put on the right equipment for battle each day. You were in a battle and you have to put on the right equipment. There are spiritual weapons that Satan, the devil, the enemy has pointed right at you each and every day. Because God wants what's best for your life, Satan wants what's worse for your life. God wants you to do great things with your life. God wants to know you. God wants to have a relationship with you. God wants you to be free. God wants you to pursue relationship with him every day. But the enemy, Satan, he wants to destroy you. He wants to make you grumpy. He wants you to hate yourself and to hate other people. And scripture says he wants to rob, kill, and destroy you. And this is the battle that we face every day. Now, I don't think any of you are Roman soldiers who put on a shield and all that stuff every day. This is not something that we can easily relate to in our culture. But one thing I find very easy to relate to is the game of dodgeball. Kevin, where are you going with this? Just hang on. You'll, you'll understand. The game of dodgeball. In my years and years of youth ministry, I have played many games of dodgeball. And the thing about youth ministry is it's a common staple in any good uh, youth ministry is a game of dodgeball. Now, I know some of you are uh, God stirring your heart and you're considering helping out with our youth ministry. And it's a great opportunity to get to know students and pour into them and hang out with Bill and Michaela and Ben and the other youth leaders. And now that you find out you can throw dodgeballs at their head each Tuesday and Wednesday night, that's pushed you over the edge and you can talk to Bill right after. But in the game of dodgeball, this is how it works. The, you're in the gymnasium and you split up in two teams and you line up and there's one ball. You run to the middle and you get the ball and the point of the game is to hit the other team with the ball. If you get hit with the ball, you're out and the last person standing wins. That's the game of dodgeball. And it's, it's scary because the, the ball is whizzing past your head. Well, in scripture, we learn if you think a ball is scary, what about a flaming arrow whizzing past your head? Ephesians 6, 16. Addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish the flaming arrows of the evil one. The, the devil, Satan, is going to attack you every single day with flaming arrows. Every single day. It's like you're in a game of dodgeball daily, except way more serious. This is the kind of spiritual battle that you're engaged in every single day. Every day you go out there into the world, every day you go out there onto the dodgeball court and you're engaged in battle and you face hurtful things, lies, hurtful words, temptations are whizzing past your head. And sometimes you get hit with the ball. Here's a picture of a guy getting hit with the ball. Sometimes that's what happens in life. Sometimes you may give in to temptation and sin against God. And it's like, wham, oh, I messed up. 
Or sometimes you maybe get affected by the sins of people close to you or family members. Or maybe you first face persecution for standing up for God. You know what it's like when you're in battle and or in a game of dodgeball and you get hit. Or in the game of dodgeball, you have teammates. In the spiritual battle that you face every day, you have teammates. You need to look out for the people on your team. If you see a ball coming at them, you need to warn them. Get out of the way or jump in front of it. You'll have a better chance of winning if you stick together with your team. And then there's training. The better training you do for the game of dodgeball, the more success you'll have. The better training you do for this spiritual battle that you face every day, the more success you will have. If you go into a game of dodgeball wearing one of those big uh, sumo wrestling suits, you know those things you can rent, it's really fun. Try it out this afternoon, it'll be great. If you go into a game of dodgeball with this big suit on, you're toast. You're going to get hit with the ball. You need to have the right equipment on for the right battle. Or imagine playing dodgeball and you don't understand the rules and you think the point is to get hit with the ball. You're going to lose very quickly. You need to prepare yourself to go into this battle spiritual battle each and every day. Get into the word. Psalm 119, 105. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. The scripture helps you know where you're going. It helps you see clearly. Get into the word. Worship God. First Chronicles 16, 25. For great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. As Christ followers, praise needs to be on our lips. That prepares us for spiritual battle. And lastly, putting on your spiritual equipment. Ephesians 6, 11. Therefore, put on the whole armor of God so that you can stand against the devil's schemes. The better you train, the better you'll be able to handle the attacks of the enemy. The better equipment you have, the better you will do in battle. And this is a battle you face every day. Now, obviously, it's much deeper. I'm not trying to minimize scripture and say that life is like a game of dodgeball. It's much, much deeper than that. But the problem with many Christ followers is we don't even live like there's a spiritual battle going on. Sometimes we're, we're absent-minded. We don't realize the spiritual battle that's going on. If we could catch a glimpse of the spiritual warfare that's going on in this room right now over your mind because the word of God is being spoken to you, we would be shocked. We would be in awe. And like the game of dodgeball, if you were to walk into a gymnasium of teenagers throwing dodgeballs at each other and you just were oblivious to the fact that a game was going on, you're going to get hit with a ball. They would pick on you. And that's what happens sometimes as Christ followers is we're oblivious to the fact that there is a battle going on and we're ill-prepared to fight in it. It's important to stand up for what's right and engage in this battle and things that are important to you. Uh, verse 10 says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. It uses that word stand quite a few times. The Greek word for stand is stete, which is a military term that actually means holding your position. Standing firm and holding your position. Before you can go on the attack, before you can make any advancements, you need to stand and hold your position. And we as a church, you as a Christ follower, need to take a stand. I'm saying that there are things in your life that God has called you to take a stand for. There's things that are important to you that God uh, has put in your life, and I challenge you to take a stand for it. To stand up 
for what he has called you to stand up for. Stand up and obey him no matter what the cost. Perhaps there's an area in your life right now that you're compromising and God might be speaking to your heart saying, it's time to stand up and do what's right. Or there's people that God has put in your life and, and you need to stand up for them and fight for them. There are things in your life that are worth standing up for and fighting for. In these past few weeks, we've been talking about uh, Christian relationships. Pastor Corey did a message about marriage. I did a message about other uh, priorities in Christian relationships. These things are worth standing up for. Number one, your relationship with God. Take a stand, hold your position, and dig deep in your relationship with God. If you're married, your husband or your wife, pour into them, pray for them, support them, stand up for them. If you're single, embrace your singleness. Focus on your, your purity before God and pursue relationship with God. And, and pray, if you, if you want that in your future, pray that God brings that right person along. Your children, take a stand for your children who desperately need you to live as an example of what a godly person is and take a stand for them and pray for them and support them. Your family, your family needs you. Look out for them, take a stand for them. Your church and ministry need you to stand up and do what's right. Your community who are far from God need you to take a stand. Church, we need to take a stand for what matters and for what's right. Perhaps you're not taking a stand for anything. Perhaps you're sitting back passively uh, in your life and God's challenging you today to take a stand, to get involved, to do the right thing. Don't forget, <laughs> this is a spiritual battle. Verse 12 says, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly realms. Remember, it's important to remember that this battle is against supernatural forces. The, again, the battle that is going on around us. We can't see it, but sometimes we get glimpses of it. Or we, small fragrance of, uh, fragrance of understanding of what's going on in the spiritual realm. People are involved in this spiritual battle. When you stand up for truth, you will get pushback. You will get ridicule. You will get pressure. You will get accusation. I have had conversations with young people in the past few months, and you would not believe the amount of persecution they get for standing up for a simple biblical truth in today's society. They get lambasted. They get accused. They get physically attacked. They get uh, pressured. Because of standing up for something simple in God's word. As Pastor Charles says, this uh, society upside down, topsy-turvy world that we live in is getting worse and worse and worse by the minute. If you are a prayer warrior, please pray for our students. They are facing incredible, incredible pressure. It's crazy right now. Remember though, that when people come against you, when people come at you, don't attack the person. See what's behind the person motivating that hate or motivating those accusations or motivating that gossip or motivating those things. Understand it's a spiritual battle that's going on and recognize the evil behind what's happening. Even though you can't totally understand spiritual warfare, it is real and it's happening, and you will see that attack come from people when you stand up for truth. But love people, pray for people, and stand firm in your faith. 
Now, it's important to understand what Scripture says about the spiritual warfare so that we can prepare for battle each and every day. So, how do you fight in this battle? How do you stay in the game? How do you be successful? Put on your spiritual equipment. Again, the big idea. You need to put on the right equipment for battle each day. Now, I'm just going to touch on the different items to put on. I encourage you to dig deeper into uh, each one of these things. What I really wanted to focus on today was the fact that there is a battle going on and you need to prepare for. But I'm going to touch on each of these items that Scripture goes through. So, uh, again, back to verse 11. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take the stand against the devil's schemes. The picture here is of a soldier getting ready for battle. They're suited up from head to toe. So let's look at the first one, the belt of truth, verse 14. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist and with the breastplate of righteousness in place. I don't know if anyone's ever come up behind you and just kind of tugged on your pants pretending to, to pants you. It's a scary feeling. I remember in grade five, uh, that actually happened. I was wearing sweatpants and my friend pulled my pants down and I, I, I was very careful after that. I tied it up really good. The a belt is to hold your, your pants up. It's tied tightly, it was tied tightly around the waist. The soldier would use this to uh, properly fit the breastplate into. They would hang things from their belt. And this was a very important part of the soldier's attire in preparation for battle. And this belt of truth is interpreted as the truth of the gospel. As a Christ follower, the fact that you know that you are saved is a huge part of your security and your strength in preparation for spiritual battle. There's great assurance in knowing this. Knowing this kind of holds everything together that you know your salvation is secure in Christ and you can be confident in that as a soldier preparing for battle. The next item is the breastplate of righteousness. I don't know if you've ever played paintball before or not. A few, quite a few years ago, me and my kids went out to play paintball. And what we did in preparation for this game of paintball is we put on layer after layer after layer of sweaters. Why? Because we were scared and we did not want to get hurt by the paintball. We had a good time. We were really, really sweaty because we were so hot with all the, the sweaters on. But it protected us from the pain of the paintball. The breastplate of righteousness protects your heart. Now, righteousness stands for uprightness and integrity of character. You can guard your heart as a Christ follower in this spiritual battle by being integral, by being honest, and by being righteous. By focusing on these areas of growth, you are protecting your heart. People can misunderstand you. People can misjudge you. People can attack you, gossip about you. But if you know as a Christ follower that your heart is right before God, it's okay. It's going to be okay. And you can be secure before God about that. Because of what Christ did for you on the cross, your heart is protected. Okay? Um, the next item is shoes of the gospel of peace. Verse 15. And with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. Last year, we had some concrete work done in our, the front of our house, and they didn't do a very good job. So it's really like, uh, it hurts when you step on it. And sometimes I'm lazy when I go out to grab something from the car and I don't put my shoes on. And as soon as my feet hit that uh, poorly done concrete, it hurts. Or you step on a stone and it hurts. And I have instant regret, but I, I never learn. I keep doing it, of course. 
but shoes are meant to protect your feet. Shoes are meant to give you grip. You don't know in this spiritual battle that you're going to face every day what kind of terrain you're going to have to go over. You don't know what kind of obstacles you're going to have to climb over. You don't know what kind of maneuvers you're going to have to pull off in your daily routine. So having your feet properly fitted is important. Don't go into battle with bare feet. Knowing that you are saved gives you a good grip on life. It gives you a good perspective. Knowing that uh, Christ has died on the cross for you and your salvation is secure prepares you properly. And also uh, knowing that prepares you for sharing your faith with others. People are watching you. Either with your words or with your actions as you go into battle, share the good news, share the gospel. The next item is the shield of faith. Verse 16, in addition to this, take up the shield of faith, which with you can extinguish the flaming arrows of the evil one. Now this is a stretch of an illustration, but it's all I could think of. At home, we have a dog and his name is Wallace. And this is a picture of Wallace. He's a great Dane. And this is one of the silly positions that he sleeps in. And uh, we recently started an Instagram account for Wallace because he just does so much funny stuff and he's brought us so much joy. But Wallace is a big dog. He stands about this tall and he drools a lot, okay? And he also shakes his head a lot. So when we're in a room and we're hanging out and Wallace shakes his head, what does everybody do? They protect themselves, okay? Kevin, that's a stretch of an illustration. I know, but it's funny. So we protect ourselves from this dog shaking his head. Sometimes uh, we don't do a good job and his slobber gets on us and it's disgusting. But the shield of faith is something that you can use to protect. Move it around and protect. Remember I said, spiritual battle, there's flaming arrows coming at you. This piece of armor is used to protect. The shield protects you from arrows. These uh, shields were designed to not only deflect arrows, but to extinguish the flame of the arrow so that it wouldn't catch fire to the soldier and kill them. So God has given you this tool for battle that not only uh, protects you and deflects flaming arrows that the enemy's throwing at you, but uh, puts them out. These attacks come at you all the time. But faith in God will protect you from the flaming arrows that the enemy throws at you. A couple more things. The helmet of salvation, verse 17. Uh, Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Notice the word take the helmet. Means that the helmet is received or accepted. The other items that the, the soldier uses are things that they picked up themselves. The helmet would have been something that the armor bearer would have passed to the soldier to put on. Um, this reminds us that we do not earn our salvation by good works, but we are given our salvation because of the work of Christ. The helmet protects your head. Knowing that you are saved and uh, that God will protect you and watch over you. The helmet protects the mind. That's a reminder that sometimes this spiritual battle that's going on is all up here. There's a battle over your mind each and every day. Protect your mind. The helmet of salvation. And lastly, the sword of the Spirit. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. This is an offensive weapon. This is the Bible. 
It's referred to as the double-edged sword. When the enemy tries to kill you or destroy you, speak the word of God over yourself. Know scripture, dive into scripture, study scripture, memorize scripture, be on a steady diet of scripture every day. The soldier needs energy and sustenance to do well in battle. You need the bread of life in your system so that you have the energy to fight against the lies of the, of the enemy. Now, I know I only touch briefly on these different items, but the point is prepare for spiritual battle. The belt, the breastplate, the shoes, the shield, the helmet, and the sword. Be ready for battle. Again, the big idea, you need to put on the right equipment for battle each day. You were in a war. It's not with guns and bombs or dodgeballs. It is a spiritual battle over your life each and every day. It is a battle that Christ has already won and the victory is secure, but we fight in it every day. God wants what's best for your life. The enemy wants the opposite. Each day, prepare for battle so that you can go out and victor be victorious and stand up for things in your life that matter. Let's pray. God, thank you for this scripture. We thank you for the book of Ephesians and all the great things we learned from it. We thank you for the weeks and weeks that we've studied it. And today, God, as we wrap up this reminder to put on spiritual equipment for spiritual battle. God, would you help us to be mindful of that this week? Would you help us to remember that this week? Would you help us each and every day to understand that we are going into battle God, help us to be successful. Help us to fight for what matters. Help us to stand up for what matters. God, would you strengthen us? I pray for those here today who are feeling totally defeated and beat up from life. Who are feeling the weight and the heaviness of this spiritual battle. Who don't even have the energy to stand. God, I pray that you would pick them up today. I pray that you would pour your love and your strength and your spirit into them, that you would give them the ability to stand up and fight and keep going and keep going and keep going. God, help us in this evil, evil, evil world to stand up for truth, to stand up for what's right, to stand up for things in our life that matters. God, help us to prepare each and every day for spiritual battle. We ask all these things in Jesus' name, amen.